Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Christmas Palace Women's Show, brought to you as always by Eagle Eye View. Uh, myself, Mike, my co-host Phil, and we're back for another night of us rambling and whispering on, as we know everyone loves to hear us do. <laughs> uh, good evening, Phil. Can you hear me? I can, Mike. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Yourself? I'm very good, actually. I've um, been, um, I've been. As, as you know, because I sent you a photo, I've been uh, at lunchtime, because I'm working from home today, I've been I've been working on my... Good evening, everybody. And welcome to the latest edition of the Christmas Palace Women's Show, brought to you as always by Eagle Eye View. Uh, myself, Mike, my co-host Phil, and we're back for another night of us rambling and whispering on, as we know everyone loves to hear us do. <laughs> uh, good evening, Phil. Can you hear me? I can, Mike. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Yourself? I'm very good, actually. I've um, been, um, I've been. As, as you know, because I sent you a photo, I've been uh, at lunchtime, because I'm working from home today, I've been I've been working on my shed, which is basically going to be like full of palace memorabilia. So I've been putting photos up and prints and everything. So, yeah, I spent a nice hour at lunchtime doing that. So um, I think I was thinking about doing it like in one day, but I'm actually going to spread it out and just do a, like a half an hour here and there make it a bit more enjoyable rather than an arduous task, you know. But I think it's going to... I've still got about 40 or 50 things to go on the wall, and so I think it's going to be pretty packed out with stuff. But, yeah, I've just been collecting stuff over the years. So I've got, I've got lots of photos and things anyway that, I, you know, that I always, I always, think, always try and take photos from memories of games and obviously got a lot of Palace Women stuff to go up on the wall as well. Um, so, yeah... Yeah, the one thing that I haven't got, which I'm waiting for, is um, I asked Chris to get uh, to get Shauna to sign the, the Watford programme for me, the back of the programme, um, because obviously that was her first goal for Palace in that game. So, I've, I'm, But he forgot to bring it on Sunday, so I'm hoping that he'll bring it to Sellhurst this week. And then I can put that in a frame, because I, I think that's just such a... Um, for a Palace fan to score a goal, you know, and especially a 25-yard screamer, so I'm really yeah. So I, I just asked him if he if he if, if he get Shauna to sign it. So that'll be probably the last thing to go up. So I'll have to leave a little space for that and get a frame for that as well for that program. But yeah, so good really. Yeah, really good. Um, I I have got um Chelsea against Real Madrid on my iPad here. So but I will be concentrating on this as well. Don't worry. <laughs> I didn't. I thought I didn't. That's on until nine. Oh, uh, no, it's just started eight o'clock. Yeah, it's eight. Yeah. Uh, I saw somebody said nine. That's why I've got, I've got Cray Valley Paper Mill versus Charlton on in the background. Oh, that's on PC <laughs> too, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'll update you with yeah, this. I'll update you that. with this one, and you can update us all with the Cray Valley one. So, um, yeah. Lovely, lovely <laughs> deal. Obviously, I, I'd imagine there's every chance once you get all the Palace Women's pictures up, I'm, I might make several appearances on your. I think, uh, I think you're in about. I think you're in about. <laughs> I think you're in about ten of them, Mike. I actually think you're in about ten photos. Yeah, so we've got Famous. the Annabelle Blanchard ones up there when we sponsored her the first year, and then we've got Cor uh, we've got Coral Haynes, we've got oh, there's loads, there's loads. AJ, I mean, there's loads of 
all the all the all the players have got to fifty appearances, so that's six now, isn't it? I've just got to get the um, yeah, I've got to get the uh, Amy one printed, and then that'll be there'll be six of those of the players that have hit fifty appearances, and then with the trophies, and then there's other sponsorship ones. Yeah, there's like you're in about ten at least. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can have oh, a whole yeah. wall to yourself. Yeah, lovely. Playing my part, playing, my... and of course I've invited us all round to. Uh play darts around there so uh, yeah we're gonna have a little dart competition once the dart ball goes up I mean, i'm rubbish oh i'm, I'm rubbish. rubbish i can't hit a double so me lie so i never i'll never win a game but you know it's, it's taking part that counts well you know what my eyesight's like so you can't expect me <laughs> at least i've got yeah. at least i've got an excuse though <laughs> that's true i'll make you stand on the side that your bad your, your, your bad eyes are looking at the board yeah. have a don't chance. stand too close to the board when i'm throwing them that's all i'm saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> put a wall up right Right, okay. So, obviously, tonight is our, our usual uh, review and preview show. Um, we'll be looking back on the weekend's game at uh, home to Lewis, and then we'll be looking ahead to this Sunday and our first Selhurst clash of the season, uh, as we will be taking on Southampton. So, uh, I've also got a couple of st- a little stat thing to talk about as well, in between the two. So, uh, I'll get to wheel that out, because I, I know... Uh, it's been a little while since I've, I've wheeled out any form of stats, I feel like. So I'll do that a bit later on, uh, as long as I remember. So, um, right. So first of all, obviously, as always, we'll look at the uh, results from the weekend uh, and the league table. And no doubt, have a little little quick chat about that. Uh, I've decided now that for, for the foreseeable, I'm just going to keep doing the, uh, the, the results in the old um, Paul's panel format. So, uh, so I know how popular it was uh, with these zero messages I had flooding into me about. It. So I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed right. it. Well, that one, that's what it matters. So uh, as long as there's one, that, that's what counts. So if we're ready, so the, the results for the weekend from the championship were as follows: Reading one. Oh no, no balls down already. Sorry, let's start again because that, they didn't even score. So <laughs> got ahead of myself there. I, I don't know what's going on. Right, so uh, we'll scrap that. Let's start again. Results from the Women's Championship. Reading, nil. Watford, nil. London City Lionesses, nil. Birmingham City, one. Crystal Palace, three. Lewis, two. Sheffield United, nil. Durham, nil. Which is wrong because it was one. I'm going blind. I'm, I'm looking at the scores. This is terrible. And I've just not read them out. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, Southampton, nil. Charlton Athletic, two. Sunderland, nil. Blackburn Rovers, one. Well, I couldn't have messed that up anymore. For I don't know what's going on. So, don't uh... go for a job with the BBC <laughs> to read out the. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Anything to read. I'll tell you now, you ain't going to get it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, i tell you what, my eyesight's getting terrible as I'm getting old. That's my excuse, you're not allowed to use. You're not allowed to use. I've got to hold the phone close to my mouth so you can actually hear me waffling on, but then it makes this, this, it's suddenly making my screen a lot harder to read. Right, so I'm going to attempt to read out the table without without cocking this one up. So, uh, (laughs) unfortunately, this is accurate. So, top of the table is the, the Clowns, Charlton, with 21 points from 10 games. Uh, second now are Sunderland with 21 points from 10 games they've both got goal difference of plus 7 
So that's got to be on goals four, I think. Um, yeah, Charlton have scored. Charlton have scored fourteen and Sunderland twelve. So yeah. yeah. But so basically, he's on penalties for penalties for Charlton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah, I bet they called and they had it sewn up as well. But uh, third place uh, is ourselves. We're up a place. We are in third, twenty points from nine games. Then you've got Southampton has slipped two places to fourth with 18 points from 10 games. Uh, then fifth place is Birmingham, 17 points from 10 games. Uh, sixth place are Blackburn, 15 points from six games. Seventh for Dirty Durham, 14 points from 10 games. London City are eighth, 11 points from 10 games. Sheffield United are ninth, 10 points from nine games. Reading are down to 10th. They are 10 points from 10 games. Uh, Watford in the relegation zone are, are 11th, 5 points from 10 games. And then Lewis remain at bottom with 4 points from 10 games. So not, not much change in the league because, as you pointed out on the weekend, everyone in the top five didn't, uh, sorry, everyone in the bottom five didn't win. Um, so the, the only real change really has been uh, Charlton moving top. And us moving up to third, really. Um, but some interesting results there. It was a key weekend. We said last weekend, you know, big weekend with Charlton and Southampton playing each other. So someone was going to drop points there, uh, which we meant we knew that if we won, we would at the le- at least go into third. Uh, we were hoping for a draw there. Obviously, it didn't happen. Um, and Charlton were the winners at St Mary's two 0 They are they are rolling at the moment. It's undeniable, unfortunately. Um, but obviously Sunderland, their first loss of the season. It's finally happened. It's taken nearly half the season for it to happen. And I said it last week, didn't I, that uh, Blackburn, who were on a run of like four losses in a row, um, or five losses in a row nearly, they, I said it'd be, it'd be the typical thing of, of Blackburn, of what we've seen in the last couple of seasons, that having been on that slump, they would then go and be the ones to, to beat Sunderland for the first time. And that's exactly what happened by Gold Janil. Um and Birmingham is a narrow win for Birmingham, but they've benefited by the fact of, obviously, with Sunderland dropping points. Um, it means they're now only actually four off the top. Obviously, we've got the game in hand. So, um, some big results that took up place on the weekend, and it really vital our result um, that we managed to take advantage of some of those teams dropping points. Um, but, yeah, it still seems very much... Uh, that split league, as we said last week, the, the two groups of five and then the bottom two. Um, any thoughts on that, Phil? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 hate, I know I say it every week, but Birmingham, you see. The, and the, you guys say that. They, it's because you've got Jay Pennock, so you just. I know, that. I know. Well, you mentioned Jay Pennock, and I didn't this week, so now you've mentioned it, I've got to talk now. Um, but no, Birmingham, no. I, 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 I still. I mean, Birmingham have lost fewer games than, than Southampton. So, and we were saying only, you know, in the last few weeks that Southampton are a real threat at the top and now Birmingham suddenly are one point behind them and they've lost fewer games. So, I just, I just, I can't, I can't stop thinking that Birmingham are going to be the biggest threat to us. Um, um, Charlton obviously are doing really well, but they struggled in games, you know, they haven't played well in all their games. They, I mean, I saw the game against Lewis when they got a last minute penalty down at Lewis and they were really, they didn't look good at all, Charlton. I know they played better against us, but that was obviously a big game, you know. Um, but I just think that it's, um, 
I just think that it's going to be so tight at the top, and that with teams getting not you know taking points off each other, that's going to be in Birmingham's favour. I think in years gone by, the fact they didn't win in their first five games would have really made it hard for them, because there would be teams like Liverpool and you know those teams that went ran away with things, with the with the league. I mean, they would never have been able to catch those teams. But this season, with everyone taking points off everyone else, I I just. I can't get my head around the fact that Birmingham won't be at the top of the table. I think they're the biggest threat to us. When we play them at home, it's huge. I mean, we've managed to beat them away and it's going to be massive when we play them at home because that hopefully we'll be ahead of them still and we'll, that'll give us a bit of breathing space. But they're just on a run and they're the sort of, they've got the squad. They've got the best squad, there's no doubt. They've got the best, on paper, they've got the best players and the best squad in the league. And um, it's just whether or not they you know, they keep this run going. I really hope they don't, obviously. So Birmingham is is obviously the standout for me. They're, they're, you know, them and Charlton have both won their last four games. They're the two informed teams. Interesting this weekend because Charlton um, are playing Sunderland. So um, top two. Uh, so uh, that's going to be interesting. And um, we've just got to make sure we do our job, really. So it's really interesting this week because the top four are playing each other. So if they're all draws, which, you know, could easily happen, actually, you know, Charlton could draw with Sunderland, we could draw with Southampton. If we all draw the top four and Birmingham win, I tell you, Birmingham are two points off the top then. So, I mean, it's just so tight, isn't it? You know, it's so, so tight. But you're right. I, I agree with you about the top. The, there's, there's three groups here. There's a, the top five, the middle five and the bottom two. You know, it's. I'd be amazed if it isn't, if, if those... The, obviously, the teams within those five group, those groups, are going to move around as the season goes on. But I'll be amazed if anyone moves from one to the other. Blackburn, you know, they did start so well, but they're always going to be a mid-table team. I think I'd never thought they were going to stay up there. Durham, London City, and Sheffield United and Reading—they're not going to really be forcing their way up to the top top of the table. So I think the top five will be the top five, and it's a really good group, actually. Any of those five can beat any any of each other because Charlton, Sunderland, Palace, Southampton, Birmingham, they're all really strong teams. So it's going to be absolutely... It's definitely the best, the most competitive and the most interesting and the best championship we've ever seen since we got promoted in 2018. So I think... Um, yeah, thank goodness we're in the top group and not in, in the bottom because, you know, it, it makes it really, it's going to be brilliant. I think it's going to go to the last game. I really do. I can't see anyone be, I can't see anyone getting away from the, that group this season. It's going to be fascinating, actually, as the season goes on. So, yeah, interesting times. Who, who, I mean, if you had to say now, I mean, have we played all, we play, we haven't played Southampton, obviously, we're playing them this week, but. We've played all the other teams, so we've lost to... We've It's funny, actually, because we've beaten Birmingham, we've drawn with Sunderland, and we've lost to Charlton. So, you know, we, that that shows how anyone can beat anyone in that top five, really. So it'd be interesting to see how we get on this week against Southampton. But, yeah, I mean, who do you think... If you had to put money on a team to win the league now, who would you, who would you put your money on? Unfortunately, Charlton. I hate to yeah. say it. But Charlton, and and the last couple of weeks, or especially this weekend, well, that, this weekend obviously with, with Sunderland losing, uh, makes me it's that egg on my face for saying it's not going to be Birmingham gets a bit closer. But, but um, I, I just feel you, I get what you're saying. They will be right up there with it, 100. percent But it's when they're going to have the run again, where they're going to have to play us and Charlton and Southampton. I know they beat Southampton, but 
you know, that run's going to come again. But the, I don't know, it's just, unfortunately, Charlton, even though it really felt like they had a really poor start, like they were down the, the bottom, they weren't losing. They just kept yeah. going to drawing game. And now they're just on this run where they're churning out results. Like, it's, it's there are a lot of, a lot of, I know it's 2 new on the weekend, but there's been a lot of 1 nils penalties last, you know, late penalties and winning it, you know, getting them a point or three points. And it kind of feels like the, the one perform- game that they really turned up for was against us, which is bloody yeah. terrible. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. they're getting those, but they're getting those results. And the, the things we said at the start, at the start of the season, we said it between Birmingham and Charlton. Because they, 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 at the time I had my, my top three, I thought it was be Birmingham as winners, Charlton second, Southampton third, because they were the three that had done um, the most investment. And I know, and I know that obviously our friends at Southampton have said that they had like seven out, seven in. But the, what they bought in, you know, when you get like Atlanta's prime, Atlanta Primus and stuff like that, it's a, the the ins were, you know, they they were their outs were them shedding some of that promotion dead weight as it were not in a horrible sense but you know what I mean like that element of it and then they're bringing in a much higher calibre of player um, yeah. and obviously Charlton and, and Birmingham went and hoarded every single player they could find so you know they they're right up there and unfortunately Charlton just seemed to be getting those results but but you just never know because it's, it's the, the weird thing with this league is you know Sunderland were Hadn't lost a game, you know. They're unbeaten in nine going into the weekend, and they lost, and they've you know they've immediately dropped off of the top spot on goal difference. But you know, so they've they've had that they've done all that run of not losing, yet it's still not been enough to 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 keep them top. And then you have got Southampton, as you say, lost four games. I mean, do you know only five teams have lost more games than Southampton in the league? It's mad. You know, they've lost four games. They've lost over a third of their games so far this season. All of yeah. them without scoring. Every game they've lost, they haven't scored. So they've lost over a third of their games, and they're still fourth, and only three points off the top. It's just, it's just very bizarre, very bizarre how it's, how it's kind of going. Um, but it just means it's going to be a humdinger of a second half of the season because, you know, you're going to have like we've got now, where there's a couple of weekends where the, the sides up there are playing each other, and then. Those were all going to come round again, um, but it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. There's the, 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 the real as you say, it's the most competitive it's ever been. It's exciting, it's dramatic every week. You know, it, it could change. And after this weekend, there's only one league game for two months. Yeah, and that's, on the, that's on like the 17th of December or 19th of December. What it's just insane. You know, yeah. and that is and that is the frustration of it, and like you kind of think, like, you know, why why is there a winter break? <laughs> because <laughs> they, they mm. don't, there's, there's not enough games as it is, you know, and we're having a winter. We have a, every year we had this winter break, and then we come back and we seem to have gaps every week as well. And you think, like, how how is that possible? But it, it's just it just seems weird that you know you got this momentum. I mean, I'm guessing the WSL must go on longer because they were so late, late starting because of the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. You kind of just think like you know it's just it's rubbish, isn't it? It's rubbish. You know, one, it after it Sunday, one game in two months, you lose all momentum. That's the thing. That's going to be the, the big thing. Is um, by the time you get to that game because we we got Reading in December, so we we'll, we we'll play Reading in December, which away, 
you know, it isn't going to be easy because they, they do they do pick up points off the teams. We won't have played for a month, you know, because we play Watford next Wednesday in the Cup and then we won't have played for a month. So you've got the possibility if you've got some players back, but we should have hopefully Annabelle back. But no one would have any, any match football. So I'm guessing they're going to play behind closed doors. They're going to have to, surely. And then you have that game and obviously there might be the FA Cup. Obviously, the FA Cup might be the, that's that's the tenth, so we might have played a cup like a week before it. But then the next league game, because but say say that we went out of the FA Cup in in that third, in the third round, you know, hopefully not, but say we did, we then don't play again until we play London City two twice in four days in the league in the League Cup, and that's in like mid January. So again, he's like, but but when you come around to January, you know, these they, all these te- everything could be really different because. People could pick up some knocks during that time, but momentum and stuff that's been built up. So like Birmingham and Charlton at these runs they're on, that momentum stops because they hardly play for two months. So it could really put the cat amongst the pigeons, as it were, and really throw things off. And we could come back at the start of the year and actually suddenly like your Blackburns and um, your London Cities and that start getting some points again because it's that kind of, it's almost like restarting the season. So that could end up playing a, a big part in it. Yeah, it's like two. It's like two separate seasons. It's really odd, and um, obviously there can be transfers in January as well. So the likes of Lewis, who have got this massive amount of money, you know, they can really invest if they wanted to, and and really make a fight of it to try and stay in the league. But extra time. I mean, it's yeah, it gives them a lot of extra time to to do all that when there's not many games and. It's just really strong. I mean, we've been saying for a long time that we need at least, well, we probably need 16 teams in the top two divisions rather than 12. But even if we had 14, it would be something, you know. Um, but it's just, um, yeah, far too many gaps. You, it's not just a momentum for the players, but it's the supporters as well. You know, we get 3,000 people, say, for example, you know, this 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 Sunday, and then they've got to wait ages to go and see the team again at home, you know. So, um well, apart from the cup game, of course, against Watford. But yeah, it's just um it's you know, it's just very frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. But as you say, really interesting league and it's gonna be fascinating how it all goes. I think it's gonna I'd be amazed if it doesn't go to the last I mean they could it could go to the last game of the season with three teams possibly going for the championship. It could easily be like that. It could be that tight. It's gonna yeah. be amazing. I can't remember who our last game of the season is, but that could be Don't huge. Oh, is it? Oh, God, jeez. Can you imagine if that's a decider just to go up? That's going to be massive. Yeah, massive. So, yeah, exciting times for sure. You know, 31 goals, it's just incredible, isn't it, our season so far. Interesting article that on in the um, in the uh, Evening Standard tonight um, with Laura. Um, very interesting to hear her thoughts and interesting that she had a meeting with Roy Hodgson. She had, she had uh, lunch with Roy and she says she's in contact with Steve Parrish a lot as well, which I n- never knew, um, which is good to hear. So, um, and she's uh, she made a point of saying that she just, you know, allows the players to express themselves, which you can tell, can't you, the way they play. They're just allowed to, you know, if someone, if someone makes a mistake, that's part of the way they play. You know, they're taking chances. That's what we scored 30 one goals in nine games. We just, we're just letting them express themselves and it's just great to watch. And the quality of the goals this season, we could have our own goal of the season tournament. I mean, it's just crazy, some of the goals we've scored. So, yeah, it's an interesting article as well. But, yeah, the season so far, I mean, it's just been incredible and really competitive. 
Um, and even what well, we talk about it in a minute, but even that game against Lewis, you know, they're bottom of the league, but that was a tough game, really tough game. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be really really interesting to see how it all goes. Well, I'd imagine Rob probably asked Laura what it's like to actually have some players signed that you can play in the first team. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> as uh, she probably asked Roy, what's it like to actually see Steve at a game? So you know, <laughs> but, uh, that's neither here nor there, right? So, so uh, our attention turns to last Sunday at the back of the VBS for the first time in a couple of weeks. Uh, we were looking for back-to-back wins after the miserable day at the Valley. Um, and uh, obviously, these games against the bottom two, we, we said were, were massively important. Um, and we needed to get six points out of them. And that's what we ended up doing. So, uh, our team for the day, uh, obviously, we still got a few absentees. Uh, Fliss was back on the bench, um, but that's, she didn't come on. Obviously, Sibs was on the bench. She didn't come on either in the end. Uh, so we lined up, uh, Demi Lambourne was in goal, uh, recovered after she had to be taken off against Watford the week before. Uh, Polly continued at right back, Leah at left back with uh, Amy and Haley as our regular centre-back pa- pairing. Then Koi Arthur played in the hole in a defensive role with uh, Shauna Guy and Shade Hopcroft in front of her. And then up front, you had uh, Husey up top with Moles as always on the left. And then Paige, birthday girl Paige, it was her birthday on Sunday. Uh, she had a start out on the right. So that was the team for the day. Um, smaller crowd. I don't know, we don't know the numbers, but definitely uh, a smaller crowd was there. Um, which is a bit of a shame because obviously we had, recently we had like 800 and stuff like that. So um, we had this last time we played Lewis at home. It's just, just a smaller crowd. Um, but yeah, so Phil, I'll, I'll hand over to you first. Obviously, uh, we went one 0 down. Uh, Sinead got us level, uh, and then the second half we went two one up, then three one up, and then conceding the ninety third minute to make it a bit nervy at the end. But uh, Phil, I'll, I'll let you start first with your your view of the game. Well, I think um, yeah, it's, it's it's a mark of a good team when you don't play particularly well and you still come away with a win. Um, so that was a good a good positive that. We had to really grind out that result because we think things weren't going as well as they have been for us. We didn't pass the ball as well in the first half, especially. We didn't pass the ball like we have been. It was, um, you know, it was a very even game really to a degree. Um, Lewis were obviously fighting for their lives. It was always going to be a difficult game, and it was, you know, we saw we saw that they never give up um, when we played them in the cup down there, and they got a last minute equaliser against us. So, I think. Um, I don't think we went into the game thinking it was going to be easy. No way, because um, I think we realised it was going to be a difficult game. And it proved to be really challenging for us. I mean, you know, we really struggled a little bit to get hold of the ball. There wasn't a lot of space. Um, and then we went 1-0 down. And, I mean, in, in years gone by, first goal against us was crucial usually. And it usually meant that, you know, we'd, we'd not fall apart, but we'd really struggle because... Um, we 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 didn't really have the goals in us that we've got now. But now when we go one nil down, I don't feel any pressure, or I don't feel that it's the end of the world at all. I mean, I just think, okay, we just need to get an extra goal, you know, because we've got goals in this team. We've seen that all season, so I wasn't too I wasn't too worried about going a goal down. But 
because um, I always thought we'd score goals, but it was just that we weren't playing well enough to score those goals. But when you've got someone like um, Sinead Hopcroft in the team, she just makes things happen. Not only is she like, I mean, she's a contender for player of the season already. I mean, she's just been outstanding. And she um, she took a free kick, smacked it against the wall. But when it came back to her, she got so much power in the, in the, in the follow-up strike. It just flew into the back of the net. And um, it was a brilliant finish, you know, because... Um, you know, when it came back to her, she just had to make her mind up what to do. And she just thought, no, this is a, you know, and she just smashed it. And she could have just put it back in the box. She could have done anything, really. Could have taken a couple of touches, put it out wide. But as soon as that came back to her, she had one thought in her mind and she just smashed it right into the back of the net. And it was a brilliant finish. Keeper had no chance. It went like a rocket. Um, and uh, when you've got someone like that in the team, it makes such a difference, doesn't it? That you, you can score a goal like that out of nothing. And um, and so it was, I mean, you know, we had Holly Olden last season who could smack them from from a long way out. But um, Sinead's got a really good, she's a brilliant finisher. She's an absolutely superb finisher. So, um, yeah, that really got us back into it before half time. And then we're going into the break at 1-1. Uh, and then we were, we were attacking our end second half. I did fancy us, to be honest. We've also got players to come on now that can make a difference that we never, we've not had for a few seasons. I don't think we struggled sometimes last season. We had three outfield players on the bench and stuff like that. It was crazy, you know. We just did not have the squad last season at all. And even with players injured and coming back from injury, we've still got players on the bench. You know, we'll have even more when, when you know, we get a, a Kira Barry back and um, you know all the injured Lucy Watson. I mean, you know, we. we the squad we've got is just is just so much stronger than it has been, and um, we've we've got those young fresh legs to come on, which make a big difference. And actually, in the second half, they did because Lexi scored a cracking goal, fantastic shot. All three goals were brilliant, actually. Lexi scored a, a cracking shot right into the side netting of the right in the corner. Um, brilliant strike, absolutely superb. Keeper had no chance with that. Um, and um, and then Araya Dennis went down the right and put a beautiful ball over to the far post and Molly sort of volleys it in on the side foot volley um, under the keeper. So 3-1, we're thinking, this is great. And then, you know, <laughs> um, and then we let a goal in 93rd minute. I think there's still three minutes of added time. I think there's 96 or 97 that in the end that we had to play and I'm just thinking here we go why do we make it so hard for ourselves it's such an important game to win you know um so um it especially because you know with Charlton's result it, so it was really important that we kept we hang up and we did we just we saw the game out quite well really kept the ball down in the corner and um we managed the game really well after that but oh, you know, to let to let a goal in that late, it could have it could have cost us on another occasion. So we've got to we've got to be we've got to sort that out because we have conceded ten goals this season, which you know, in nine games for a team near the top isn't great. You know, it's not great. I mean, we shouldn't be conceding more goals than games um, if we're going to try and get promotion. So we've got to sort that out at the back, I think, and stop conceding goals like that. But. Um, Overall, you can't, you know, the result was the important thing, I think. We, we we know how good we are. We can play football and beat teams 9-1, 6-1, whatever, 4-0, 3-0. But um, it was actually, to grind out a result, we saw a bit, little bit of a different side to the team. And it was really, really impressive. And, I was, yeah, I think um, and the three goals were such high quality. It would have been a travesty if we hadn't won the game, given the quality of the goals that we scored. So, yeah, it was good. Um, um, good result. Not the greatest performance, great result. 
Um, Lexi's goal was brilliant. Um, she's going to be a great player. And Araya coming on for Paige. I just don't think, think Paige has hit the ground running this season. I mean, we know how good Paige can be, but she just hasn't seemed to have found that form since coming back from the World Cup. So I think when Araya came on, it gave us a little bit more down that side. Um, but yeah, good, good result. Not the greatest performance. No, for sure. Um, I think for me, so the start of the game, I just, you know, it, it's hard to know what to expect, isn't it? Because there's part of you thinking the way we've been playing, especially at home, the goals we've been scoring, then bottom, it's part of you thinking, you know, if we get going, we could go to town here, you know, four, I mean, I predicted four, one, you know, four or five goals. We could really, really, really pull them apart. Um, Obviously, we had a few injuries. We were missing a couple of players. Um, Annabelle is a big loss in the middle. Um, just because it's that little bit of something extra that, that she brings you. Um, that I think just gets you on, you know, we, we can get you so much on the front foot that that's where we, we defend at our best is because we were, were attacking so well. Um, but the flip side of it is we said it at the game that uh, for some reason we just find Lewis incredibly tough. Other than la- the end of last season when they were on the beach um, and we beat them like 4-1 at home right at the end. You know, that game aside, we generally always seem to find, make the hard work of playing Lewis. And, you know, even when we beat them in the cup and stuff like that, it's been 2-1 or 3-2 or on penalties. It's, um, you know, they've hammered us last season as well in, at home in the Conny Cup. Um, but even like the, the way we win was 1-0 and stuff like that. You know, so it's, we just seem to find them hard work. Um, it's one of those where I can imagine, you know, they, they could have like, a, you know, no, no players and we'd somehow, you know, find it hard. I don't I can think of a good example then, I'll be honest with you. Um, but, you know, so you, you didn't really know what to expect, but I kind of, I didn't expect the, the first half that we had. You know, it was, I remember when you look back at the cup game and we'd, we'd run the changes in, in that game. Uh, of which some of those players started this time. And in that, although it wasn't like, you know, a fantastic first half, we should have been freeing up at half-time in the Cup. We were we were by far the better team. Um, and, you know, we just didn't take our chances. But this time, we just, we, we struggled, to be honest with you, especially that first half. We, But it reminded me very much of the London City game where we just couldn't get on top of it. We... Our midfield is key. You know, our, if our midfield can dictate the game, we out, we'll outplay you. If our midfield can't get a grip of the game, we struggle. And that's how it seems to go at the moment. Our midfield is absolutely key. And that first half, again, we were just so wasteful with the ball. Um, we just couldn't really string passes together. Um, we were playing... Some aimless balls. I mean, Husey must have been absolutely fed up at half time because nothing was played to her at all. She didn't get any, any, didn't get a sniff of anything really in the whole game, but especially in that first half, just nothing went, went to her. But she just had to come really deep to try and get the ball in the end. You know, we were playing passes up to, to Paige and it, it just wasn't sticking, or she'd, a couple of times she cut across the box and then just didn't have the ball anymore. Um, and it just wasn't really, you know, they, that Lewis, Lewis. We're a better team first half, if I'm really honest. Uh, and Rihanna Blades was phenomenal for 90 minutes. Um, and she tormented Polly 
through through different through large periods in that game. She was just fantastic and and very deserving of her goal at the end. You know, she was probably the player, the best player on the pitch over ninety minutes. Um, and so there were a few times, yet you know, they were they were causing some problems. And when you look at the stats, they only actually had three shots of goal apparently on target, but that didn't really dictate. I think because we had like I thought I said I think we had nine, but like seventeen efforts or something total. But like in that first half, other than the goal, it was just shots straight at the keeper. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we just we just we just couldn't really get our game going. The midfield couldn't get a grip, um, and we were just being a bit wasteful with the ball. Uh, went the goal down, and he kind of felt it was coming. And then, and, he, and I'll be honest with you, you kind of thinking, I don't really know where we're going to get level here because we're not really doing anything. And then we get the free kick. And Sinead plays the perfect one-two with the wall, clearly practised on the training ground. Passes it onto the wall, they rebound it back for her, smashes it, bottom corner, and it's one-all. And I, I completely agree with you, Sinead has been absolutely superb for us this season. And I, 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 as I said to you in the car on Sunday, that if I had to call my player of the season right now, she is probably who I'd be picking because it's easy. I said to you, it's easy to go with the goals that obviously Hughes's got and Annabelle's got, and but Sinead does so much work in that team, and she. It reminds me. I don't know. Do you remember? And I watched. I remember this popped up the other day because I'm. I've been watching the Beckham documentary. But do you remember the he'd been made captain of England, and then we we had uh, under Sven is the the qualifiers for. The World Cup, and we we had to draw against Greece at the Old Trafford in the final game. And we oh, the free kick at the last yeah, minute free kick, down, yeah, free kick. But not just a free kick; it was his whole performance. We were pants that day, but Beckham was phenomenal for ninety minutes. He was the only player on the pitch that was doing anything, and he he could. It was a proper captain's performance with his feet, where he was just driving us, and and that's what Sinead does to you because how she plays, her tenacity in in, in that midfield, that is what she brings to us, and. She kind of she did the same thing against London City where she dragged us out of a tough spot because like I said, London City was one all, so we weren't, we weren't losing at that point. But it was one all, but we were getting outplayed. I mean, London City was just attack up, you know. We just gave the ball back to them, then they come at us again and we gave it back back to them. We weren't getting anywhere near them, and then Sinead, you know, rifles went in, dragged dragged us forward. She picked up the ball by the edge of our box, gets us forward, passes it off, gets it back, drills it in the bottom corner, and it's. It was, you know, we were two and up at half time. So, and she did the same thing here, where she dragged us in back into the game, um, and and got got us going really. But even then, before half time, one thing you didn't mention was um, Demi made an absolutely superb save, where they had a great chance, and she's hit. It's been hit, and you're watching. I think this is going in a corner, and then all of a sudden she's palm, Demi's palming it around the post, and it was all about the timing of her dive because if she'd Dived as soon as it was hit, she wasn't she wasn't getting that ball, but she timed because she had it had been too hard, but she timed it perfectly to palm that around the corner. An absolutely superb save, um, and it probably and a key moment because that had been two one Lewis, and I think at two one, I don't know, it would have been tough because Lewis was making it difficult. And then the second half, we came out, and you could tell because we did the same thing against London City, you know, a bit of a rocket half time, and we came out and we were all over them. The first eight minutes, we created four really good chances. 
um, where they were scrambling the box, making they keep making saves, and we just suddenly kept, mold, kept finding moles in tons of space out on the left, and she was just ripping them apart. And then we stopped doing it because Lewis had a couple of attacks, and we still looked vulnerable at the back. And then we kind of stopped doing that for a little bit, and then a great chance falls to Paige, about fifty-two minutes, and it's a carbon copy of the second chance she had at Lewis at at theirs at the pan in the cup. Um, and again, it falls to her. She's in the box all the time. She draws it wide. It's got a nest in the corner. And she draws it wide. You know, she should she should have three goals against Lewis this season. Has none. Um, and that kind of it sums things up to a, to a degree at that time. And then massive credit to Laura. I don't need to say it's because obviously you know I was critical after with the Charlton game and how. We didn't utilise the bench, or and Sunderland as well. We didn't utilise the bench. And I said, I might have been last week, that that's probably one of the things that stood out to me is that with our bench, we've either never had to, like, we've either been cruising, so it's, it's not, you know, the subs coming on and just more for a bit of game time than anything, or we've kind of not really used it when we're struggling and, and it's cost us. But Laura made two big changes. You know, only about fifty-five minutes in, took off Paige, Faria, took off uh, Shauna, for Lexi. You know, and Shauna had had a difficult game. You know, fair. Shauna had 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 found it tough. Um, and those two substitutions changed it for us completely. Araya just immediately created their problems on that side, and then Lexi just slotted into the middle. We we just made us more solid. Um, because Lexi is a bit more of a deeper player and you had her and Chloe Arthur in there. It just gave us a bit more impetus. And then, as you say, Lexi scores an absolutely superb strike. Um, I was desperate to shout five points for Gryffindor uh, as a very <laughs> part of reference. But it wasn't really an opportunity to say because by the time we finished singing a couple of songs after, that moment had kind of gone. Um, but there's a superb strike in the corner and you're watching it. As soon as you hit it, you look at it and go, this is going in. You can just tell that's going in and... And then that kind of put the momentum with us. And then it was great play, the ball out to um, to Araya. And she, she puts that cross in and I, I looked at it. And I think Martin said the same to me, that I thought she'd overhit it. And he's thinking, oh, you know, we run on to where it's just mishit and it's skewed. And it's actually the perfect ball for Moles to run onto as you say, and as they catch it on the, the side foot volley and, and into the corner and it's 3-1. And that... That kind of killed Lewis, and we were then we were then comfortable. You know, Lewis weren't really causing any problems. We were comfortable, um, and we're just seeing out the game. You're thinking, and maybe you know, we've got three one in the bag. Maybe you could end up nicking a fourth, uh, and then somehow in the ninety third minute, we managed to concede an absolute crappy scramble of a goal, which I say was far, thoroughly deserved for Rihanna Blades, but the goal itself looked pants. It's just one of those. It's a typical. Palace goal that we've seen concede, you know, and uh, and all of a sudden, with the last three minutes, which we end up being another six, I don't know what that, they've got another more time added on. We kind of had to see it out, and you know, you have dark arts in the corner and that kind of stuff, and we're suddenly, you know, nervy clinging on to a game that we've been cruising for the last half hour. Um, so no, it was a, it was a bizarre, a bit of a strange game. It's so the, the key thing is it's. You know, teams that teams that win things, teams that are going to go up, win when they're not playing very well. And in the past, we'd lose when we're not playing very well, and I, and you know, not always win when we are playing well. 
Um, but this season, it's just a bit of a different animal. And it is, you know, we, we've we come out of the game and we've got a 3 2 win out of it. And that, that's the main thing. All of a sudden, you know, we've got back to back wins, six points for the last two games. And and we're, we're suddenly back up there where we're only a point behind with the game in hand. Whereas before going into the weekend, the game in hand wouldn't have been enough to, to get us top if we played it next week and won it, for example. Uh, but we've, we've we managed to turn that round again. So, you know, as you said, it's it, it, the key thing is, is getting the result, getting the three points. And, and it, it'll hopefully help with the confidence in the fact that we are in these games where we're not necessarily playing well at times for periods, that we are changing things around, that we are getting goals. That We, we, we score goals every game. I say even in Charlton against Charlton, where, let's be honest, we were rubbish for 90 minutes. It was a terrible performance. We still scored twice. You know, so we're getting the goals. That that confidence is there. That, as you say, if you go one nil down, that isn't game over for us. Whereas every, every other season, if you go one nil down, you generally think that's that the game's done, and the, the, it's then a pleasant surprise if we get something back because there's been so many games that once we can. Oops, sorry, ignore that. That's me not going to pitch off. Uh, there's been so many games where <laughs> wondered what was going on then. Yeah, I think Chris Jarrett, me, me, it's me and. Uh, Beating Chris Jericho. Oh, that's not damage. Um, yeah, blimey. So, uh, yeah, the... Uh, from me right off now. Um, yeah, yeah we've, always got, we've always got goals, haven't we? It, it, yeah. In, as you say, in the past, when we've um, conceded early, you just think that's... You know, we didn't have enough goals in the team to make us feel confident we can get back in, back in the game, whereas now it's very different to that, isn't it? It is. So I was hoping you were going to speak longer. I was just about to try and sort out my picture. <laughs> oh, my right, God. You carry on. You carry on. I'm um, just going back to what you said about that save, you know, from Demi. It was just before half time that was. And if we went in 2-1 down, that would have been very, very challenging for us to get back because um, Lewis did make it difficult for us in that first half and it would have given them such a lift going in 2-1 up. And we were right behind that and it was going right inside that post. It was a brilliant shot and... I think Demi just, I think she had, to, I think the reason she went, she didn't start diving as soon as it was hit. I think she wanted to make sure she had her, let, her feet in the right position to get there. So she was making sure that she, you know, and then, and then she just sort of sprung to her right. And it was a brilliant one-handed save. Absolutely outstanding. Because I thought that was in all the way. I could not see her getting there, but she did. Fantastic um, save. It really was. And, um, Actually, on the on the FA player, when I watched it back, it doesn't doesn't give it credit. I think the angle of the FA player, you can't tell what a great save it was. But behind the goal, it was absolutely brilliant because that was going right in the corner. And you can't really tell that from the FA player because the the camera angle. So it was brilliant. And, it you know, that was a that was as important as a goal, that save. It was it was a match winning save, really. I mean, it was brilliant. Um, yeah, fantastic. I mean, we're, we're lucky, aren't we? We've got two good quality keepers now because I think there's a lot of pressure on Natalia being being really the only keeper we had. And I think it's good that we've got a bit more experience there as well. And um, we've got two two quality keepers. Absolutely. For, for those who were concerned, my frame has survived. Uh, <laughs> as have the uh, painted Palace and Rangers ducks that are underneath it. So, uh, for those... <laughs> but no, yeah, it, yeah it, you know, it's, it's moments like that, isn't it? That, that change games. Um, you know, so it's, as I say, it was not the greatest performance, um, but we've come out of it three goals a win. I mean, we've, we've nearly doubled Lewis's goal tally for the season. 
in the league, which again is typical us. Uh, but you know, it, it's you know, end of the day, if you end up winning the league, no one's going to look back on those those the, the minor details. It's three points in the bit in the bag, you know. So, um, and the, the thing is, obviously, when they when they got back to three two, even though there's only a couple of minutes left of the injury time, we'd already been burnt this season already, where they'd scored with the last last kick of the game um, in the cup. So, uh, you know, it, it certainly did make it a bit more nervy. Um, but no, I say the, the substitutions. I thought were you know it was bold as well because to do it quite early into the second half, it's not something we've really done yet. We only wait a while. Um, before making them, so um, no credit there. Um, yeah, as I say, it's uh, you know a, a big three points, and you know, like I say, Luxy her first her first goal, um, and obviously Moles her fourth for the season. So uh, I mean, just a, a little stat before I will some other stats in a minute, but the uh, we're now at the point. So Moles now has sixteen goals for us in all competitions, so she's only two behind B's record of eighteen. Uh, since promotion, that is obviously because football did exist before the championship, our promotion to the championship five years ago. Uh, but the um, and Hughesy's got seventeen, so she's only one behind. So um, you know, big for them. And, and Sinead, as they, you know, she, you know, she, I love seeing her score because you know she's she's such a great player for us. Um, so yeah, no big, big, big result, big important. Um, three points and I just want to make a point of a note of uh, the Lewis fans because I mean our thing you know, if anyone has watched it on the player I mean I thought I mean our thing when I was there I thought it was great but I've said recently there's been times where we were singing our arts out and then you watch it back on the player and it's like they've moved the the microphones or something and because you can't really hear it as much and you think well that's not right because I know how loud it is there but it was in full glory on this one so um uh, you know, if as a, if you're a Palace fan and you enjoy that kind of thing, I, I recommend watching the game just for that, let alone the free 2 win. Um, but the Lewis fans, they came and stood with us in our bit in the first half. I immediately felt territorial about it. Oh, this is our spot, you swines. Uh, but uh, they came and they, 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 were, they were good. First half, there's some banter going on, a bit of singing back and forth. Once you went to one all, they kind of they kind of tailed off a bit. It's just one guy trying to um, give it the biggins. Um but that was good fun. Obviously, they went second half. They went up the other end in the stand that we're not, we're not supposed to be in. Um, there's a few of them still up there, so we couldn't really. I think they did a little bit. They might have done a little bit of singing, but we couldn't hear much. Um, but it was good fun having them. <laughs> At one point, there's, there's a song in the second half. We we want our Lewis back, which then changed into they want their Lewis back. Uh, but but um, at the same time, just you know, we we did have a have a, have a couple of pops. Uh, they started singing like. How far is it to sell us? Which is really weird. Um, but, but, but hey ho. Um, but obviously we got in. They sold their soul for five million, um, which you mentioned. But no, no, it was good, 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 good fun having the um, having them bias in that bit of banner backs and forwards. Because uh, you just feel you feed off of it each other even more than I find, and that's that's what it's all about. And it's quite refreshing because there just aren't many atmospheres in this league. Not many teams do much of anything noise-wise. And I'm expecting that we'll have it again on Sunday with Southampton coming to sell us. Because I think, I've got a feeling they're in the corner by the White Horse, I think. So, yeah, they've got, they've got a, there's an away block, which is the end block of the main stand. Um, 
next to the uh next to the white horse so yeah. we'll be a couple of blocks in the white horse behind the goal and then there'll be probably one empty block or maybe two in the white horse between us but we'll actually be at the same end it's um yeah it's going to be interesting because their their support's good away from home and they sing a lot i think the atmosphere is going to be pretty decent on on sunday for that reason yeah it's got a potential to be probably possibly the best all round atmosphere of the season in in the whole league personally yeah. Um, although I have got one reservation about it, which I'll mention when we come to that game. Um, I, I do want to say, obviously, you mentioned it earlier, and it was I've heard of, it mentioned of a few places that if this, this money goes through, that they're looking at, at spending in January. Be interesting to see if they do. It's a risk because Coventry tried it, and it gained them seven points, and they still went down as the worst team to ever be in this league. Um, so it's a gamble. Because I mean they're already adrift, not quite as far adrift as Coventry were, but they are. You know they're already falling adrift, and I kind of you got to realistically look at bottom of the table. Who are you going to get in January? You know it's going to be players who aren't playing any football. You know they're either they're going to be like fringe WSL players. Um, or you might get one or two from the championship, but there'll be players who who are haven't really played, and then the problem is you didn't get a game up to speed and everything. So it's a massive gamble if they do do that. Um, but we, we shall see. Um, it'd be interesting to answer them. Um, I say before we move on to Southampton, just a couple of things I wanted to point out. Uh, one, just a stat you, you, you mentioned it earlier, but obviously this season with goals and points and stuff. So I just wanted to kind of compare. Um, in our season since they've been in the championship, just to highlight uh, how much we're flourishing at the moment. So in the our first season up, 18-19 season, there's, there's, there's 20 games because there's only 11 teams in the league. Uh, we won a whole three games, <laughs> scored 14 and conceded 44. It was not a great season. Um, then in the 19-20 season, there's only 14 games because COVID cut it short. Uh, we finished tenth in that first season, by the way. We finished seventh in that in that COVID season, but we still only won three games. We scored fifteen, and we conceded thirty-one. Um, and then in twenty the twenty 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 one season, we finished seventh, and I think that was when it first went up to twelve teams. I might be wrong. I think that's when it first went up to twelve teams. But we won five games with an extra two wins. We scored 27 um, and we conceded 36. So at that point, it was the best the best we'd been in front of goal, but we still managed to concede more um, and finish seventh. And then 2021-22, we won 11 games, finished fourth. We scored 35 and conceded 39. So as we, as we said several times in this pod, we were the only team in the top six with a, a negative goal difference. Um, but obviously a fantastic season that was. Uh, and then last season, when we finished fifth, we again won 11 games. We scored 28, so not quite as many, and we conceded 34. So now when you look at where we are now, bear in mind, we've only played nine games in the league this season. We've already won six, so we're only five short of those totals the last two seasons. Uh, we scored 31, which is more than every other season apart from when we finished fourth. Uh, and that's we're only four goals short of that tally already, 
and we've conceded 10 so far. So it's hard to gauge that on the defensive side. Uh, but it, I think th- those kind of figures show um, just the impact that we've had this season and how much different it's been uh, with our output and, and what we're achieving. Um, and it shows what, you know, it's a big part of why we're, we're up there at the top. Um, and just one other thing I wanted to say is, this highlight as well, is the fact that, you know, unlike Alan Hansen with his, you know, you don't win anything with kids, obviously you haven't won anything yet, but, you know, you've got to, you've got to respect the fact of, you know, whilst the other, sort of the other teams at like Birmingham and Charlton have been signing a lot of uh, bigger name players and stuff with a bit, bit more experience than that, we, you know, Lexi scored on Sunday. She's 17. Shauna got her first goal the week before. She's 18. Um, Array has got two goals and three assists. She's 17. Natalia's played, made seven starts in goal, plus she had to come on as a sub at Watford. She's 19. Lucy Watson, she's out injured again, but she's been, she's a few, had a few subs appearances. She, she was in those, she was 19, she's just turned 20. You know, you've got Amy and Annabelle um, are still early 20s. I'm talking like 21, 22 type. Uh, I think Polly's still early 20s as well. You know, Sinead, I'm not, I'm not sure about Sinead, but, you know, we, we the point is, is, you know, this is, these are young, hungry players, but I think it really, real credit to the fact that they're stepping up at, at, this, at this level, in this higher tier, um, you know, at such a young age as well, and you know, really making it count and really delivering and, and playing a big part in, in what we're achieving so far this season, which I think really needs to be commended. And where, like, while I'm enjoying that, obviously, obviously, personally, because it's us, but like ourselves and seeing Sunderland up there because we're up there doing it differently to how some of the other teams have done, where they've kind of probably thrown more of the money as it as much as you can do in the, in the women's game at the moment, but. We're doing it in a different way, and 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 still still achieving. And I, I think you know, real big credit go, needs to go to those young players for for how they're stepping up and, and taking it in their stride. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? When you summarise it like that, you know, 17, 17, 18, 19, and then even Lucy's only turned twenty, I think, either yesterday or today. So, um, yeah, Sinead's Sh- twenty six, but. I mean, again, you know, that's not any, that's not sort of someone who's had a whole career, and we haven't really brought in that much experience. Um, we've just brought in quality, and and I think if you bring in the quality and and you and with those young legs that can give you a bit of you know a bit of pace and 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 you know, I think it's a good balance actually. You know, I think it's more about the quality of the players we've brought in. It's been, you know, and Hay Hayley Nolan at the back has just been an incredible signing because. I know we go on about it week after week, but for three years we were saying we're never going to do anything unless we get a centre back, you know, a proper centre back who, who who can all. And I know Amy Everett's been outstanding; she's been so consistently brilliant this season. But I do think you know we expect that from Amy because we know her, and she's she's won a Player of the Year in the past and everything, so we know how good she is. But I think. We've been. She's needed that player next to her, um, like Haley, and um, it's just been an exceptional signing. You know, she's just given us that calmness at the back. Um, reads the game brilliantly. Got a bit of pace. Tall and good in the air. 
uh, passes the ball well. I mean, she's just the player that we've needed and we haven't had. And we've been on about that for three years. And it's criminal, really, that we didn't bring that player in over, over the last few years because it's been so evident that we've needed that one player at the back who would actually make us such a different team. And that's what's happened. And, and we're lucky as well with Anna Philby because... Um, and even Kirsten Riley, really, that we've got players that if we do get injuries, we, we can cover across the back and Leah as well. So I think um, I think we're, you know, ideally for me, it would be really good to have another centre forward because if the one position we haven't really got proper cover for, I think, is for Elise if you got injured. Um, and it'd be nice to get another player who can play centre back just in case because I think those are the two positions. I think in midfield, we've got absolutely brilliant quality across the midfield. Um when everyone's fit, it's going to be very interesting to see who plays. But I do think we could do with extra cover at centre forward and centre half. But other than that, we've got players that can come in and play on. You know, we've got if we want to change the way we play um, and everyone's fit, we've got real pace with Lucy Watson and uh, in wide areas with Lucy and Kira Barry. Um, massive, incredible pace with those two once they're fit. If we want to play differently, Molly can go into the middle and cover for Elise. But ideally, Molly's I think Molly's been outstanding on that left side. So, uh, it, it, you know, I, I think you're right. I think the young players have been outstanding. They stepped up, like you say. Um, and we are seeing the benefit of all of that. Um We've still got half a season to go and I'm just concerned about those two areas if we've got injuries. It could derail us actually because, you know, in those crucial games against those teams in the top five that we were talking about, they're massive. They're six, all six-pointers and it's going to be in, incredibly tight and we need that. We'll need a, a full squad really for those. Um, and if we get key injuries, I'm just worried that we haven't got enough cover in those positions. But um, we can probably get away with it more at the back actually because we've got Philbs and we've got Kirsten and that who can probably... Uh, slot in if we need to but I think up front that's the one because Husey is so pivotal to the way we play um, not having another player like her I think could be a, an issue if if she gets injured but she's got a good injury free record so you know she's not she's not a player that gets injured very often so hopefully that won't be a case for us to have to think about in the future anyway but that's the only thing I mean um, and with January, I wonder if we're right near the top, would Steve Parrish give a bit more money to try and strengthen us a bit more and go for it? I wonder if we I wonder if we could do that just to give the players a bit of help because they've done so well. It'll be such a shame if they um, if a couple of injuries injuries uh, prevent us from really pushing up up to the top of the table. Yeah, I was talking about that on the weekend, actually. I I've wondered the same thing and. I generally, I, I generally think we need to. You, you said it yourself that you know we saw like Bristol City last season. They they brought in a couple of players in in January that just some quality as well from the WSL and it it just gave them that extra pet that saw them over the line because sometimes you know as you get deeper in the season you just need to you know, to freshen it up a little bit. Something some different ideas in that. And they brought in like Grace Clinton and that, and it and it did just that for them. And um, you know, so I I, I think if we you know. If we're gonna be, if we're right up there involved in it, then I would like to see us do. Just because I think the thing as well is the one thing I said it before is obviously all, all season we we've been carrying players who aren't fit because you know not for their fault, but you know that we've got several players who have had long term injuries, um, and you know they they take time to come back from it and to to get up to speed and. You know, they need to get game time and, 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 you know, 
work their way up. And we've seen it with uh, with Lucy, where you know we've had to you know we've had to ease her in with you know thirty you know thirty minute substitution appearances, and then she's picked up the hamstring that's taken her out again because obviously her, you know she hadn't played for fourteen months. It, it's it's a big impact on her body and and getting you know back into it and it can take its toll and, and that, that's the thing so we're now looking at we don't know when Lucy's going to be available again because she's got to get over that injury and then she's still trying to get up to the match fitness which she hadn't got to yet obviously Sibs you know she's been out for a year so you know she's going to take some time getting up to the games getting up to that speed and obviously Kira Barry hasn't played yet because she got injured straight away having been out long term um, so we don't know when she's going to be available and then she's going to get back up to the fitness and you know so I, I kind of feel like we don't want to be at the end of the season going what if what if X and Y and Z had been fit you know instead of it being like it just you know there is that chance unfortunately that you know this season just isn't going to be the season for them because they're it, it, you know for no fault of their own or anything but they're just having to it's, it's more about getting um they're getting themselves, you know, um, healed up and and playing football again, and and probably you know ready so that they actually have the pre season in in the summer for the whichever clubs they're at, and next season is when they then go and and do their thing. Um, that is realistically possible. So I, I do feel like I'm not saying we're going to, need to go and buy loads of people or anything like that, but I do think one or two additions in the in in January um, could be some just a sensible bit of business uh, as we go into the second half. Um, right, I'm, I'm mindful of the time. Obviously, we'll, we'll turn our attention to, to this coming Sunday um, as the Saints come to Sellers Park. Uh, now, I realise I should have put an invite out to one of our Southampton friends uh, to come on, and I completely didn't think to do that. Uh, the, the, the ever the pro that I am. Um, but I have noticed, obviously, that John Wakefield is in here. Um, so, John, if you wanted to come on and, and uh, have a brief chat about from a Southampton perspective. You're more than welcome to just uh, put uh, just request to speak, and uh, I'll approve it, and you can come on in and give us a little bit of Saints insight. Um, but yeah, the it's gonna be a big, big, it's a big game, big tough game, and uh, my concern, as I said on Sunday, my concern is if if they've had to lose on Sunday, which they did. Every time they've lost, they win their next game, um, which is kind of sod's law, really. Uh, but you know they, they'll be looking to bounce back again, um, and for us, we're looking for that that, that third win in a row. Um, but it's going to be a tough game, Phil. But your thoughts on it? It's going to be a really difficult game. They're a good team. I, I, I mean, I've been down to to St Mary's for the last couple of seasons, and. They've comprehensively beaten us, actually, in both games down there. They're a very strong. I mean, I was quite surprised that they lost at home last week, actually, because I think they're a very strong team at home. And they've got really good players. They're well organised. They've got goal scorers. Obviously, they've got Katie Wilkinson, but they've got some some goals throughout the team, really. Um, they can score from different areas of the of the team, and um, it's going to be a really difficult game. I mean, I've, I've got a funny feeling it's going to be it's going to ebb and flow and be quite a lot of goals. Actually, I think both teams are quite attacking, um, and I think they because of that they're and they're pretty quick on the break. And I think there could be goals because I think we the way we play 
I mean, we, we just go out and we just go for it, don't we, really? I mean, we're a very attacking team. And um, that which is why we scored 31 goals in nine games. I mean, you know, it just goes to show how uh, we go, you know, we and, and, and conceding 10 in nine as well. I think a lot of that's because of the way we set up and we just think we can outscore other teams. Normally we do, of course. Um, and I've just got a feeling that with their quality in front of goal, I can see it being high scoring. I can see there being goals in it. Um, so I think it's going to be a really interesting game. Um, we played them at Sellhurst. Was it last season or the season? I think it was last season, wasn't last it? Last season. It's only their second season up, isn't it? It's only their second one up, yeah. So we played them at Sellers last season. And um, and uh, it was a really close game. And we just, I don't think we really we really did ourselves that much credit, really. I think, I think we're better equipped now. I think we're more likely to um, rise to the occasion of playing at home. I think we're going to have quite a decent crowd there getting behind the team. The atmosphere should be good. Um, the only thing I'm a little bit worried about atmosphere-wise is our group normally, we've got our sort of, I don't know, 20 or 25 people or whatever behind the goal and we're all quite close together and I've got a funny feeling that there will be quite a few of us together because you kindly got us tickets together from our season tickets but I think there'll be quite a few of the singers spread out a bit um, and I'm just wondering how that might affect how the, the atmosphere is from our perspective. Because normally, if there's a group of us, we, you know, we get every. So we're going to have to make sure that those people that are not with, standing with us um, still sort of join in with the singing and get other people. Because I think it's really important to get behind the team this week. It's going to be a really, really difficult game. So um, really looking forward to it. Um, I think it's going to be. I think that. I mean, I do think. But I personally think these are the two best teams in the league. I know we lost to Charlton and I know Birmingham are having a run now, but I think footballing wise, I think Southampton and Palace are the two best teams. I really do think that. Um, and um, the results of Southampton have had with four defeats, you know, I think that's, I think a lot of it might be the way they, they play quite openly and they go for it a little bit like us. Um, and I think um, that's a consequence of that. But I do think footballing wise, I think these are the two foot best footballing teams. I think the other the other teams can grind out, like Charlton can get a penalty here and there, grind out a result. But I think actually there, on there every week, every week. <laughs> but I think um, I think on their on on their day, Southampton and Palace are the best two footballing teams. I really do think that. I think I've seen Southampton. Well, the last two times I've seen seen them down at St Mary's, they've been exceptional the way they pass they pass the ball, movement, and they scored some good goals against us. Um, we were a little bit unlucky last year, but we weren't really unlucky because we didn't really do enough. But we conceded in the last minute down there last the last time we played them um, in the last in last minute of each half. Actually, we won nil down just before half time. Then they scored in the ninetieth minute. So um, um, and and there were times where we played quite well down there, but they were the better team. Um, so I think away from home with us at home. Southampton away I think it might be slightly different I, 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 I think I think it'd be difficult for us if we were going down there especially on the back of them losing at home but I fancy us to to, to, to win at our place with our support I think that'll make a massive difference but it'll be really tight and I've got a feeling there'll be quite a few goals as well um, how do you see it Mike? Yeah difficult uh, firstly you, you, you touched on my concern which is as you say we are at the VBS, we are together, we're in a cluster, um, and you, you can really see. And when we did it last season against against Charlton, when we got in the White Horse, 
obviously we all stood together in a group and you know we could sit, go you know you you sing together but we are going to be spread out because by the looks of it the white horses from what was made available is pretty much sold out um you know there's there's, there's nine of us in a row but we are we are going to be I don't know where everyone else we have to we have to start asking people where they got their t- their, their tickets because we are going to be spread out and the, the problem is is it's one of those you'd like to think that it will help because other people there might join in, but in between you all, but I don't, I, it could end up kind of dampening our atmosphere because we're too spread out. Uh, and the thing was, we normally stand at the games and we just, I was expecting that we'd be standing here like we did last time. But think about it now. I mean, if where it's sold, where it's sold out, people might be honest, might be wanting to be sitting down. Um, and we're not going to be doing that. But then, we are, but I don't want to annoy the people that are there. They want to sit down, so we can kind of do with. That's where the annoying thing was that they, you know, they, when they sent out the tickets originally, it was with no allocated seat, and then later on they sent out tickets with an allocated seat, and we could have done with. Obviously, I know it's not easy, but we could have done with it being like unallocated seating in that stand. Yeah, especially because we get in there early. Well, we get in there really early, so we could have taken our seats, all of us, and then other people could just sit anywhere. But at least we'd then all yeah. be together. Well, the thing is, well, because knowing if we know like we do now that it's basically sold out, we just go and take the stand at the back, so then we're not obstructing anyone's view or anything like that. So we're not causing an issue with that, and then we could just we be together and um, as I say stand, and, and it's not it's, it causes no issue, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't even know if there's any way we could sort anything out, really. Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think we just have to see how it goes. But I hadn't thought about the standing up thing. I mean, obviously, for us to support that team and the way we support the team and singing basically for ninety minutes, we need to be standing. We can't do that sitting down. It just loses its impact. Um, and you're right, there might be kids sitting behind us and it's really going to be challenging actually to work out how we do this. I hadn't even thought of that. I was thinking more about not being together, but actually your point is probably more important about can we actually stand to get behind the team? Um, that's a real problem. And I'm now wondering, and it's hindsight's a great thing, I'm now wondering if it would have been better for us to have asked for tickets on the back row. Yeah, no, I um, thought the same thing. But um, obviously, right, we, ne- we never knew. Seats. Well, no. And and the other thing was, we were told at, at the very beginning of all of this that they weren't opening the White Horse and it was literally just going to be open um, for us. And we I, and I was told I would have to provide a list of names of the yeah. singing group. So obviously that's all changed because they've now sold, what, probably, a, I don't know, 800 tickets or 1,000 tickets in that area. So um, it makes it you know, really, really difficult now. And it, so things have changed from what we were told at the beginning. If we were told this at the beginning, we could have thought about it more and thought, right, okay, there might be loads of kids in behind that goal who don't want to stand all the time. So we need to be further back so that they we're not blocking their view. But obviously we didn't think of that because at that point there was no kids going to be there. It's just going to be us. So, it, so it's so frustrating that we weren't told at the beginning that this is going to be sold to everyone. And anyone could sit there because we weren't told that when we got our tickets, we were we were we were just told that it was just going to be for us only. They're only opening it for us, no one else. And now they've sold all these two blocks out, and it's just going to be difficult. I don't know what we're going to do. I really don't know. Um, 
I might have to have a word with someone at the club to see what the best thing is. I mean, I've there got, is an empty block. I've got um, an idea, yeah. I've got, I was, I was going to say, I wonder whether there's any way we can say that to avoid that issue, can we just stand in that empty block? Like, we're just standing yeah. in the cluster in the empty block. Yeah. Um, that, that's the only way I can see around it, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, let me see if I can sort something out. I'll contact the club about it. But yeah, really good point, and I hadn't even thought of it. And actually, you know, we we wouldn't have thought about it because that wasn't an issue at the time, was it? It was just no. they weren't going to open it to everyone. It was just going to be for us. But, um, but anyway, it's, the main thing is there's going to be a lot of people there. I'm really pleased, and hopefully they'll enjoy it enough to come to Sutton as well because we need to get more people at Sutton, and we need to get more people behind. If we can double our numbers behind the goal we will be even louder. I mean, it's loud now, but can you imagine what sort of support we'd be able to get um, going with an extra, if we double our 25 to 50 behind that goal? It would just make such a difference. So I'm hoping that we can start growing that behind the goal, you know, and getting, getting being a bit louder. But yeah, really good point, um, Mike, about the um, standing up. I hadn't even thought of it. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it, come, it come to me the other day, and I thought, oh, for goodness sake, uh, Right, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's, it's going to be a, a tough, tough game. Um, you know, yeah, it's <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to. Know. I think you you mentioned about you wonder whether their losses came because of the free flow football, but I got the impression from uh, from like Jude and Shannon and that that it was the opposite, and it was that um, they weren't playing to their strengths and were playing more negative in those games. That's what's cost them. Oh. Right. Because obviously they, they've not scored, have they? they in the games they've lost, they've, they've they've not scored in any of them. Yes. So, um, yeah, I don't know. but it'd be it'd be interesting. Obviously, the annoying thing as well. Obviously, you got I don't know if Rihanna's fit or not, but obviously you got the possible Rihanna Dean, and then obviously the Pep. So, yeah. um, the possibilities of people coming back to haunt us. Yeah, uh, two rec players there. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a tough, tough game. It's, 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 it, on paper, it should be a, a cracker of a game, atmosphere and on the pitch. Um, yeah. But you know, we, we shall we shall see. Uh, so, Phil, your let's go with your prediction. Well, like I said, I think there's going to be goals. I think it's going to be a very open game. I'm going for a three-two win to Palace. Um, and my goal scorers, Hughes is due a goal. She she didn't get one last week. She's due to get another one. So I'm going for Hughesy. Um, uh, Sinead again. I think she's in goal scoring form now. Um, and Molly. I'm going for Husey, Sinead, and Molly. Interesting. I'm going to sound like a, oh, I'm going to sound like a right negative ninny here. Uh, I I actually think I think same scoreline as last season. Two one Southampton. Oh, Husey to score. I just. Do you know what? I always hate. Because it sounds like if you know if anyone, if any of the players to listen to anything, I always hate that it sounds like I'm being negative if I predict that we're not going to win. But the reality is, is in 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 any with football, you, you know, you're not going to win every game. That's reality. So there will be games that you lose. Obviously, I hope I hope I'm completely wrong. Um, but do you know what? It, it, it's two things for me. One is the fact that you know, if if we're being honest, if you look at our last cluster of games. So Lewis in the cup. Um, we then uh, was it Black was Blackburn after Lewis? Yeah, it wasn't it? So we had, so had Lewis because so after since Blackburn, um, 
you know, you look at London City. We we really we were we were poor first half against London City. We were outplayed. We were awful the whole game against Charlton. Outplayed. Uh, Watford. We played really well. Uh, Lewis. We were second best first half. Couldn't really quite get a game going for a lot of it. So it, it, we've not quite been as flowingly dominant as we have been in the previous running games. When you look at like Durham and and even like for like seventy minutes against Sunderland and stuff like that, you know, our game's quite not been there. Um, so that's one element of it. With the fact that Southampton are going to want to bounce back after the loss again, um, but the other thing for me is it's Sellers Park. That's that's my biggest concern. It, I just, you know, it, it just hasn't worked at <laughs> that football ground. In since since we've come up, we, we, from what we know from what, what Dean told us last time, we've won there like once. Um, you know, it, it's it just doesn't seem to. I mean, it's going to have a great crowd there. That's the typical thing. It's going to make it's that thing of like as I always used to say, where we have the family. You know, the men's games. You have the family fun day. And it's a guarantee. You guarantee every time it's a family fun day, we've lost. Or it was the world's crappiest draw. You know, it's always like the worst example. On a day that was designed to get new fans in, it was always the worst performance you'd want to encourage anyone to go. <laughs> and I kind of feel like obviously because sellers is that is that element for us, isn't it? Where it's it's getting the bigger crowds. Like you know, if the standards correct, supposedly we sold three point. Three thousand three hundred tickets, which is phenomenal and fantastic, and smashes our our record. And I really hope it's true, and that we even get some more sold before the game. You know, but so you you're getting those people in, people that aren't only coming to for Hayes Lane beforehand. You aren't only coming to the VBS, so that you know you, you're getting possibly if if it is three three thousand three hundred. So you're looking at that's two thousand three hundred more eyes on the game than we have normally, right? So that's that's people. You're not going to get all of those people coming to the VBS, but if you can get even twenty percent of those, wow, we're getting over a thousand at the VBS. You know, so. But we we always seem to when there's that opportunity, it's just the Palace way, isn't it? That we'll do the complete opposite of that. Um. So I, I just I just fear sellers. I'm really I'm desperate for us to win now. Absolutely desperate for us to win at that ground. Um, because everyone else in this league is one at their 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 you know their associated ground, and in the league, it's as much we have not. Um, so I'm desperate for us to do it, and we're going to be playing there again this season. So by God, we need to just get that get it out of our systems and get that win and, and crack on. And it's a huge huge game, and you know I I live in the hope we we, we win, and that you know end that run at home at, at Selhurst, and you know the other games are draw on the top of the table for a month, you know. Happy days. That's what. I'm, that's what I'm, I'm hoping. But I just, it's just something about that bloody ground. Uh, I think just... we're. In, I, I think we're in a different place, Mike. I think um, the confidence is high. Um, um, I don't. I, I'm not worried about playing. I, I think actually this time, um, rather than being a negative, I think it actually could lift us even more. To me, you know, I think we co- we are playing with so much confidence. I do think, and I, I know we say this quite a lot, I do think the first goal is really important in this game, though, because it is going to be tight. Um, and we don't want to be chasing a game when they've got players who can score goals on the break. So, like we were talking about, Atlantis Primus and also, you know, Katie Wilkinson's a natural goal scorer. So, I just think the first goal is really important. But I think we're in a different place um, than we have been. I think we're playing with confidence, goals. 
um, I think we'll thrive. I think actually it could have the opposite effect than normal. Um, and we're, we're actually going to go out there and just, you know, play like we have been earlier in the season, mainly where with no fear. And I think that, that, I don't think it, I don't think it's going to make the difference that it has in the past. I think we're um, I think we're better equipped now the way we play. Oh, um, but the thing is, I get I completely get you where you're coming from, and I don't disagree with any of that. But you're looking at it from a sensible football term, and I'm looking <laughs> at it from a ridiculous, superstitious <laughs> <Yeah>. hoodoo term. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same as well, your country pl- game last season, where we could have gone out there <laughs> with you know the world's greatest starting eleven in the history of women's football. And we were losing that game to Coventry because they hadn't got us won a single game before we played them. So well, you won just, money. You won money on that. I did. So you should be. Yeah. Money on it. It's just, <laughs> it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about the, the sensible realms of football. I'm talking about that other <laughs> realm of bizarreness where you know, like, like Blackburn lose four games in a row, look absolutely in the mud, and they go and win one nil away to the team that's not lost all season. That kind yeah. of thing I'm talking about. It's it's the uh, the footballing gods going. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, oh, 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 they're never going to win there. <laughs> I, 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 I can understand that, and I watched the highlights of that Sunderland um, Blackburn game, and honestly, and ninety nine out of a hundred times they played like that, Sunderland would have won that five or six one. I mean, it was ridiculous. It really was. Honestly, it was just like. The keeper made brilliant saves. They miss absolute sitters. Everything that they hit, they could they could have played for two days and they wouldn't have scored Sunderland. But they create they dominated that game. Blackburn had one breakaway and and then the goalkeeper made a mistake. You know the, the goalkeeper we've been raving about at Sunderland. Um, she basically just dropped the ball on someone's foot from about five yards and they just tapped it in. It was ridiculous. After all that pressure, that's what I mean. that's the goal. That, that's the god. That is the god. Exactly. Look at the Charlton game last season, <laughs> you know, where they, they get two breakaways. You know, one of them is it goes for, they get a penny out of when, when Fran didn't need to do it. All she had to do is stay on her feet and that's, that's gonna, she's going to end up marshalling the player out. And the, no, she dives in, gives away a penny. We can see twice. And then at 2-1, we should have had a penalty and a red card for them. We don't get either of them in that instant. Which one would have led yeah. to the other. And we lose the game, and it's just yeah. like just think, so. Uh, my my thing isn't this, isn't saying because you're right. You know the confidence in the team. It's a different place. It's not that element. It's not about that. It's the it's the footballing gods is what I'm talking about. <laughs> where I'm coming from is uh, yeah. It does happen. My, you just have one of those days. Park, and <laughs> uh, I'm not really that superstitious. So I I I just look at it from a practical point of view, footballing point of view. And I just think it'll be a really good game. It could go either way, of course, because there's two very good teams there. But I just fancy us. I just think we, we've got so many goals in this team. I just can't see us not scoring goals. I mean, every time we go forward, we just look like we're, you know, we're going to score because we've got players that can really damage the opposition. So I'm not too, uh, I'm not superstitious like you know some people might be, but I just think um, I don't. I, the, the the thing for me is that we're so settled at um, Sutton. Um, and we're so, um, and we're unbeaten. We haven't lost there yet. Um, yeah, we haven't lost that. And I just think, you know, the only thing, you want to keep that momentum going with your home ground that you're comfortable in. And so this is going into something different. And some of those players have never played at Sellers because they're new this season. And so it's a different, you know, 
is a shame because we're so confident at Sutton the way we play and we're used to that set up and we will have our routine there and then we're changing all of that for such a big game but I'm not worried so much about the superstitious uh, superstition side of things but um, I just think that it's going to be a really it's going to be a great game I mean I'm, I'm really looking forward to it absolutely um, can't wait now um, for that game on Sunday it's going to be it should be a really good game um, I think it's live on the FA player as well I think they've selected yeah, it, it is. So. Hopefully that won't affect our support, our numbers as well, because it's, you know... But anyway, oh, it's going to... If, you know. if it helps, I can worry about it enough for everybody. <laughs> so Indeed, well, you, I you wouldn't expect anything less. Because I, I will shoulder enough of that concern about it for everyone that goes. So, uh, yeah. it's, it's just one yeah. of those things. I, I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't think it being on a player will affect the, the viewer, our attendance, because no. I, if I'm really honest with you, this is the cynic in me, how many of our, I don't think that many people even realise the UFA player exists. No, no, you're and right. If it was on base anyway, so it was on know, BBC I, I and it was yeah, you yeah, you're right. No, most most people won't even know that it's live or that it exists. Yeah. So yeah, so I don't, I don't think it will will affect that at all. Um, no. So right, so uh, I don't no. think you said who's going to. Did you mention who you think's going to score for us? Yeah, two one defeat. Yeah, Husey. Oh, Husey, Husey. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I missed you that. Know, I can yeah. also predict that we'll win six, six one. Just for the, you know <laughs> that because the way, in all fairness, you know my my superstitious fears aside, uh, the way that we are this season, we do seem to be ending all that kind. Of, apart from Charlton away, we we still haven't beaten them away from home, but we are putting to bed a lot of those things. Uh, you know, London City hammered us several years in a row. We just we hammered them. Um, I think we destroyed Dirty Durham. You know, we, we there's, a, there's a few bit beat Birmingham, having lost comfortably to them twice last season. And so you know, we we this season, you know, because we haven't, we, you know, we have we've lost both games to Southampton last season as well. So we we get to beat them. So the way we are this season, it wouldn't surprise me if you know we're standing, we're, we're on the, the pod next week going, how have we just won six one. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Because that is, that, so. that, that is what this season is like for us. It's just my my my, my fear of the footballing gods overrules everything else <laughs> at the time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so it's just, it, but yeah. But um, as I say, it's not it's nothing to do with any of the common sense stuff of how we play or anything like that. It's just purely the, the, the way of life. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so yeah. So, um, but I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it. So, hopefully, uh, we can get it sorted out um, about the seating. Um, as I say, it just we want we don't want to lose, especially with Southampton all being together. We don't want to lose what we're so good at. Um, and as I say, at the same time as well, as I don't want to spoil the day for other people. I don't want other people, um, you know, families whether they've gone. I don't want them going home and going. Oh, weren't those people annoying? You know that that spoiled my day. You know, I don't want to be doing that for other people. I want them to come and have a great time and enjoy what we're doing. Yeah. But it's not yeah. interfering with them and then their enjoyment of what they're watching and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, yeah, sort yeah. No, that's a really good point. Um, really good point. Just very quickly before we finish, Mike, just got to say. Um, how amazing the uh, social media stuff has been in the last week. Um, every day we're having five or six, seven um, uh, tweets or stuff on Facebook and stuff. Um, we've had dogs, we've had um, interviews, uh, we've had training stuff. Um, 
We've been brilliant. Player arrivals for training, like we're getting with the men's. We're getting all that now as well. Yeah, yeah. Player arrivals at training, training staff, interview, post-match interview with Laura. Um, dog day at Celeste. <laughs> I don't know what all that was about, um, but it was brilliant to see. The, and it's the dog like... right back on on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like really, um, it's just it's just fantastic. It really is. It's like what we've been asking for and more. And and actually, you know, it's um, it, it, it again puts the women's team more on an even keel with the men because the men get loads of exposure on social media, and we haven't for years. We haven't had yeah. that. And all of those all of those things make a really big difference. And it's just you know, again, it's just brilliant. Things ha- have happened this year, so many things that have just been more than probably I could have dreamt, to be honest. I mean, there's still things that we... I, th- I still think there's things that can be done better. I'm really gutted that we didn't have a joint team fo- squad photo with the men and women. I think that the message that would baby give... Steps, we are, baby steps. We got a squad photo. It's the first time ever. So True. I know. I know. And I should be grateful, and I am. Yeah, yeah. I just wish we'd done there. a step... <laughs> no more mention the joint squad photo. First time we've ever had a squad photo, and we got to the, the, the behind the scenes ones and stuff as well. So I know I shouldn't complain. Not, I don't have any winded on that one. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I just think it would have been the message rather than the photo that we are one club by having a joint photo with the men and women. Barcelona did it, and it, I just couldn't believe it when I saw it when a few years ago for the first time. And you've got the women players sitting next to Messi and Busquets and that, and I just think it makes such a it makes such a difference, and it just brings the club together, and it gives everyone like give the women a boost that they're actually part of, you know really are the two first teams basically together, you know. Um, but anyway, that's though, the next year now. Different though, if like Sinead standing next to Jero and going. So what do you do? He goes, well, I just <laughs> turn up pre-season, play a couple of League Cup games, and that's been done for the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, maybe next year we can do that. I know it's difficult sometimes with logistics of everyone being in the same place at the same time and the photographer and all of that. It's not always easy. I know I understand all of that. But like, it could have been planned um, quite easily, I'm sure, um, you know, in advance so that it could have all been done maybe next year I do think the message that gives will be huge um, so that's my dream really um, that extra step but all the stuff that's happened this season on the socials now and um, and, and everything else the it's been brilliant I, I think they've made a real really big difference I think Grace has been amazing um, and behind the scenes she's done an awful lot and I think it's really paying off now and I really hope for everyone's benefit that the numbers, I mean, we've got, we've had good crowds at Sutton, but I really hope if we can regularly hit a thousand, it'd be brilliant. And that's what they deserve, I think, as well. Um, but no one deserves it more than the players and the, and the coaching staff and the people behind the scenes, because they've all put so much into this season. They did, they deserve really big attendances. So let's hope that this, this Sunday will be the sort of, you know, will we'll give us a bit more support in at Sutton, people who enjoy it so much that they want to go and see the the women every week. Every week, well, not every week. They don't play every week, but you know what I mean. Every home game. Yeah, um, no. So yeah, that that'd be great if we can do that. But yeah, I just wanted to mention the socials because it's been. I think Shannon's done a brilliant job. So you're right. You're they've been fantastic. Obviously, we we, we spoke to her on Sunday and, and told her that as well. It's been super, but I yeah. love that she used. Uh, did a couple of ones where she incorporated the songs in as well. Yeah, uh, it's little touches like that. That that. Mean a lot go a long way, I think. So, uh, okay. no, I absolutely agree with you. Right, 
with that said, um, bring things to an end. Obviously, hopefully, many of you who are listening have got tickets for Sunday. If you haven't, they have opened up more blocks now in the main stands. So please get down there. They just make this crowd as big as possible because, you know, if we're over 3,000, that'd be phenomenal. Um, especially when you see that, I mean, Bournemouth got like 6,000 something the other day, the tears below, you know. So let, let's get this crowd as big as possible. Um, and let's, 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 you know, really drive the team on to uh, to win at Sellers Park, get that get a win. Um, so hopefully see you there. Um, let's have a great Sunday. With that said, uh, Phil, is there anything else you want to add? No, that's it from me. Thanks, Mike. Enjoyed it again, as always. Thanks again for organising and hosting. No, a pleasure. Thanks for the voice, Phil. And thank you to everyone who've listened, whether it's live, on the replay, on Spotify. Uh, we have got outreach now to Australia on Spotify uh, because <laughs> Polly's dad was there on Sunday and uh, I, I, put, I had his phone and signed him up to our podcast. <laughs> so uh, we have reached not only to America, but we have reached to Australia now as well. So, um, you know, so yeah, uh, we are we are the number, the number one because the Palace Women's podcast. So thanks to everybody. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope it's been insightful as always. Um, and hope to see you on Sunday. Uh, cheers, Phil. Cheers, Mike. Come on, you Palace. We're trying to